0: It is 25 minutes after the hour here on the Drought Large Radio Show, and taking a look at some of the comments. I think we're going to go to the uh, the revisions of Senate Bill 93. We got the concept of 193 right yesterday. That's the Education Savings Account bill. Boy, oh boy, I'll, I'll tell you, I have heard from legislators about this. The, uh, the wheeling and dealing behind the scenes on this one to get it to pass was um, pretty intense. And uh, it got to a point where some original supporters of the bill said, if you change it any further to pick up these other people's votes, you're going to lose ours. Uh, and, and so it was pretty dicey there. And uh, some of them are reluctantly going along with it. Um, with the hope that it will go to a conference committee with the Senate which has passed the bill in a what I would call a clean form uh, and uh, uh, repair some of the damage done to it by the negotiations in the House. boy, I'm looking at yesterday's picture. Uh, I'm not I was not having a good hair day. That was uh, no, that was two days ago. Well, you know, I'm way beyond see I, I, I'm so busy with this show and other stuff. I haven't even had a chance to go get my hair cut. I can't remember actually the last time I did. Of course, I'm a little reluctant to get it cut now because I'm afraid it won't grow back. But <laughs> I know it doesn't work that way, but you know. I think I have that same problem. Every time I cut the front, <laughs> it looks like it's getting farther and farther back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So you know, and I get, I get the dual curse. You know, the bald spot in the back, they say you're a lover. The widow's peak in the front, they say you're a thinker. And if you get both, like I do, they they say you think you're a lover. And uh, that's the old saw. Anyway, uh, so uh, we get the concept right. I I I cautioned people yesterday. I said that I had not seen the uh, the amended language, so I was working off of what was on the state website, and a state rep sent it to me yesterday. After hearing my commentary, and oh, by the way, that state rep said within twenty four hours they get almost over three hundred letters uh, from union teachers union members uh, opposing the bill, and um, apparently to prove to the uh, uh, members of the committee who doubted what they said uh, what this what this representative was saying uh they went to they, – they found the online form letter at the uh, uh, New Hampshire chapter of the American Federation of T- Federations of Teachers, filled it out themselves as a state rep, and had it sent to the committee <laughs> with a note saying, more or less, see, I told you so. And uh, uh, so the unions are just pounding this thing into oblivion. We even have a comment uh, on our website under the on-air newsread, um, which uh, – Look, it's the same old saw, but here, here's the thing with this legislation, okay? In order to get Democrat, uh, Democratic votes and not Barbara Shaw's, uh, Barbara Shaw in Manchester, by the way, uh, Democrats now have said because she voted for this bill, they're going to primary her in the 2018 election, to which I say, good luck with that. If anybody thinks that Barbara Shaw is a pushover, uh, witness her uh, uh, her hard-fought victory over former Fire Chief Jim Burkish, who a lot of people thought was going to slam dunk this one. Um, He lost. Only lost by two dozen votes, but he lost. I mean, Burkish was a formidable candidate. He did the word. He did the work. um, and, And Shaw hung on. So this is what Democrats do. You know, Barbara Shaw. By the way, a retired school teacher and administrator, 45 years in the Manchester school system. Under our news story about it yesterday, she um, here she 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 posted. She said, "I did what I felt was right. Lots of thought, research, anguish, feedback. It's about the kids." Okay, so taking a beating from her party because she dared think for herself on an issue and not go with the party slash union line. But what they did was they sunsetted the bill. So an example, just like they did, by the way, expanded the same people, the same Democrats who are demanding, who are demanding that expanded Medicaid continue the cost uh, and consequences to the state of New Hampshire and its taxpayers be damned. Right? Because there was a sunset provision built into that. They're, They're demanding that a sunset provision be built into the educational savings account legislation so that in the year 2022, If they want to pull the plug, they can rip the funding out from underneath uh, kids who are using those uh, scholarships to go and uh, get the education that best suits their needs. So and don't think for a minute that the Democrats, if they have any sort of control in the legislature or the governor's chair, uh, won't rip that funding out from the kids. Don't think it for a second you know, just because the Republicans are panty wastes and uh, don't dare follow through on their uh, on on their uh, promise to uh, to to eliminate the expended Medicaid program. If it starts costing New Hampshire taxpayers money directly because the feds won't pay for it anymore. Remember that promise? Yeah, well, they abandoned that. Now you get Jeb Bradley leading another effort to say, oh, yes, we can. Oh, yes, we, we, we can do this. We. Uh huh. Jeb Bradley is going to back this state into an income tax because he won't get rid of the big government program that he and a handful of senators were instrumental in forcing down the throats of the state of New Hampshire, despite its near universal opposition to it. The only people who were supportive of this were, yeah, Jeb Bradley, here's a bright idea. Oh, yes, we're going to get rid of the expanded Medicaid program. We're just going to take all those people and put them through the traditional Medicaid program. So they're going to take what little private sector influence the expanded Medicaid program has in this state. And they're going to push it through the regular Medicaid program. So once again, you'll have able-bodied single people who could go to work on Medicaid in the state of New Hampshire. Well, isn't that, a? I just, I can't even think straight. I'm having a hard enough time thinking straight as it is given six years of straight sleep deprivation. This thing totally scrambles what's left of my brain. But back to, Senate Bill One Ninety Three, so they've imposed income limits, so that if you're too wealthy, you can't get the taxes that you pay to the state of New Hampshire for your kids' education. They've come up with a sunset provision. They've basically screwed homeschoolers by saying, "Oh, well, you have to be in school for a year for a year prior to being eligible to the uh, uh, pr- prior to being eligible for the um, for the scholarships." So if you're a homeschooler, Right. (laughs) Guess what you got to do? You got to put your kids in school for a year, then take them out. And then you somehow, if you're a homeschooler or uh, some other school, you have to prove that your children are receiving an adequate education per the state's definitions why would they add that in what would be the difference if a homeschooler goes to school for one year or because like? they hate homeschoolers they are a direct threat to the education establishment the bureaucracy the unions and everything else and they don't like the fact that you know most homeschoolers academically perform at a higher level than most kids who go to school oh, so definitely. what they're what they're worried about is oh no we're gonna be paying parents to keep their kids at home and school them so uh so Listen, homeschooling isn't without its cost. Take it from a guy who's homeschooled his kids and had to pay for the books, the curriculum, and everything else. You It know, comes out to like 1800 bucks a kid just for the materials. It ain't cheap. <laughs> no, my brother-in-law was homeschooled, so yeah. I, I know that. And then my daughter was, you know, before she went to private school, was getting taught on her younger ages mm-hmm. from her grandmother, and she's definitely higher than... Mm-hmm. You know some of the kids in her school, and I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we homeschooled uh, uh, three of my my three older kids, one for two years, one uh, uh, two for one year. You know when we were in between school options after uh, Liberty Harbor Academy uh, went down the tubes, and uh, <laughs> well, let, let's let's just say when they when they went when they went to school they they were they were well ahead of their classmates and not just not not by a little bit either yeah. so the stuff they were doing in like the 7th and 8th grade was stuff that they didn't start doing until they were in the 10th or 11th grade <laughs> yeah uh it's which speaks to a number of issues that we need to address um but you know when you're all caught up in the you know the common core the this the that the this when you get away and you know why homeschoolers um, uh, uh, do as well as they do, and why they're a threat to the established order is because they do it in the time-tested ways that have proven themselves to work over decades, centuries, millennia, and not the latest and greatest. Hey, let's change it every three years uh, while we try to figure out why kids aren't learning. Well, yeah. you're, you're not teaching them what they need to know to learn, and that that's a whole nother topic. So Senate Bill 193 has got all kinds of poison pills, and it was done to try to pull over a guy named Paul—I think it's Paul Wolf, one of the Democrats who voted for it. I mean, you get Republicans, you know, a couple of Republicans on the Ed Committee abandoning ship, um, and it was just—it was just a mess. And, uh, you know, Republicans, uh, including Glenn Cordelli, who I haven't had the chance to speak to yet, but who is a, a, a big mover behind this bill in the House, were like, dudes— you have hit. We we have hit our limit. If you go any further, trying to pull people over to this bill by making it by, by trashing what it is, we're done, and we'll vote against it. So they had to backstop it. But uh, apparently, what's going to happen here is because uh, uh, yesterday I predicted wrongly. I predicted that the the uh, the Senate would go along that w- 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 when um a bill passes both houses but there are different versions of the bill there might have been an amendment or whatever the case may be you can do um two things the chamber that uh, originally passed it or passed the original bill without the changes can concur with the changes made or it can say you know we don't we don't agree to those changes and then they go to what's called a committee on conference and there'll be you know members of the senate and members of the house who will be part of the um a committee on conference and then they will hammer out um their differences as a conference committee they'll they'll come to agreement on a bill if they don't the bill dies if they do it goes back to both chambers for ratification so uh originally i predicted that the senate would basically concur with the house changes but that's before i knew what the house changes were yeah because, you know, I saw stuff posted about it on social media, but what I didn't see was the actual bill, and I saw people who I trust saying, okay, hooray, this passed, yay for us. And then I found out the details, and I went, oh, God. So, but I, I have I have been told that uh, if passed by the House, see, from, the, from here, it's got to go to the House floor, which will happen in January. And then I think it's going to go to the Ways and Means Committee because it's got financial implications and all that other fun stuff. So – uh, and, and then I think it goes back to House floor again. But long story short, if this thing clears the House, there will be a conference committee with the Senate. And uh, many, of, um, uh, many of the things that uh, uh, many conservatives found objectionable to try to buy bipartisan support on this will be addressed, so I'm told, which means both chambers will get a more or less clean bill. Um, and I'm told House leadership uh, really wants this bill. They really want um, it it to go through. So leadership is going to put an imperative on this one. And I think what you're going to get is a program that could uh, remarkably change education in the state of New Hampshire. And I am not among the negative nails who say, oh, this is going to crush the city of Manchester schools and public schools across the state. Because I think what it's going to do is it's going to position them. Um, In in the reality that they better start promoting what they have to attract people to their schools rather than just relying on the tired old saw that says, well, what it has been saying so unsuccessfully for what? A hundred years? This is Gerard at Large.